بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد my brothers and sisters I remind myself in you that the foundation of knowledge especially the knowledge of Islam this applies to everything any kind of knowledge but definitely the knowledge of Islam the knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah the foundation of that knowledge is adab it is respect See, let me start with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, order itself. We know in Surah Taha, when Musa alayhi salam was returning from Madian to uh, Masr, to Egypt, uh, with his family, and they got lost in the night, in the desert, and then they saw a fire in the distance, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us what happened. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem إِذْ رَأَى نَارًا فَقَالَ لِأَهْلِهِمْ كُثُوا إِنِّي آنَسْتُ نَارًا لَعَلِّي آتِيكُمْ مِنْهَا بِقَبَسٍ أَوْ أَجِدُ عَلَى النَّارِ هُدَى When he saw a fire, he said to his family, Wait, verily I have seen a fire, perhaps I can bring you some burning brand or find some guidance at the fire. فَلَمَّا آتَاهَا نُودِيَا يَا مُوسَى When he came to the fire, he was called by name, O oh, Musa, إِنِّي أَنَا رَبُّك Verily, I am your Rabb, so take off your shoes. You are in the sacred valley of Tua. Now think about that. What, does, what do shoes have anything to do with it? Right? Why take off your shoes? But Musa knew. Because Musa had this tarbiyah, so he knew that we don't walk in a sacred place with our shoes on. Everything begins with adab. And the result of that was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Musa alayhi salam the word. One of our uh, sh- uh, shura, one of our poets, Urdu poets, he put it very beautifully. He said, Khuda ki den, khuda ki den ka Musa se poochiye ahwal. Khuda ki den ka Musa se poochiye ahwal. Ke aag lene ko jaye, payambari mil jaye. He said, ask Musa alayhi salam about the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he went to get some fire and he got Nubuwat. Another quote, another proverb in Urdu Ba adab, ba nasib. Be adab, be nasib. The one who has adab is the fortunate one. He has a good fortune, good future. He is blessed. And the one who has no adab is unblessed. He has no future, no fortune. I remind myself and you that adab is the foundation of knowledge. Take Musa alayhi salam again. We know in Surah Al-Kahf, the whole story of Khizr alayhi salam. Now, who is Musa alayhi salam? Musa alayhi salam is the ulul azam min al-rusul. So, first of all, he's not just a nabi, he's a rasul. He is sahibul kitab, he is sahibul sharia. He is one of the greatest of the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is kalimullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him, and so on and so on. So, Musa alayhi salam is a very, very holy and very... A person of huge status before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet, when Musa salam wants to learn, uh, there's a beautiful story of how he said that he had the most knowledge, which was a fact, obviously, because as the Nabi and as the recipient of Wahi, uh, nobody can have more knowledge than the Nabi of the time. So, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not like this statement. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I will show you somebody who, has, who knows more than you or a different kind of knowledge than you have. 
and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Musa alayhi salam to Khizr alayhi salam, not vice versa. Now who is Khizr alayhi salam? We don't even have his name in the Quran. We know it from the, from the Sunnah, but in the Quran it is not there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just sent one of my slaves. And this is in Surah Al-Kahf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Musa alayhi salam to Khizr alayhi salam. The whole story. Then when he meets them, when he meets Khizr alayhi salam, who sets the conditions? Khizr alayhi salam. Musa alayhi salam has nothing to say. He has to just say agree or, no, or not agree. Khizr alayhi salam sends the conditions. You must not ask me any questions. I will explain when I want to explain. And if you ask any questions, then you will be ejected. Yeah, you will have to leave the class. And it happened. One, two, third time. Khizr alayhi salam said, goodbye. Salam alaikum. Imam Shafi Rahmatullahi, another beautiful uh, story. He may he did um, his hips Quran at, at the age of around five, and when he was about seven years old or something, his mother sent him to study under Imam Malik. Now Imam Malik Rahmatullahi, Malik bin Anas Rahmatullahi, uh, he was the khatib and, and, and Imam of Masjid Nabawi Sharif, one of the greatest of the ulama of Islam. He had a practice where he used to give dars of muwatta uh, of hadith from Asar to Maghrib and then Maghrib to Isha. The dars of Asar to Maghrib he would give out in the sahar of the masjid, in the courtyard. And the dars from Maghrib to Isha was inside the masjid. So he was sitting there. Dars started. This little boy came and sat in front of him. And Imam Malik Rahmatullahi noticed that this boy seemed to be doodling in the sand. So he was sitting on the swept sand and they were sitting on it. And this little boy with his finger was sort of doodling in the sand. Imam Malik Rahmatullahi didn't say anything. That's finished. Adhan for Maghrib, they prayed Maghrib. Before the second session started, this little boy came to Imam Malik Rahmatullahi. He made salam and he said to him, I am so and so, I have come from such uh, a place, he came from Makkah and he said, I have come to be your student. Imam Malik said, you can go back, I will not teach you. I will not teach you. Now the boy was shocked, absolutely. The little boy who was, who would later become, become Imam al-Shafi, he was absolutely shocked and he started crying. He said, what did I do? He said, I didn't do anything. I mean, you, you are rejecting me without, without a reason. What's the reason? So Imam Malik Rahmatullahi said to him, I am rejecting you for a reason and the reason is that you have no adab. So Imam Shafi said, Subhanallah, what did I do? Please at least tell me. Imam Malik said, you were playing. When you were sitting in front of me, you were playing in the sand. Now think about this. Here's a seven-year-old boy, right? So he was doodling in the sand. So what? So nothing. The issue is, if you want to learn Islam, you have to have adab. You have to show respect. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you are too little, then don't come. So anyway, Imam Ali Rahmatullah said, you were playing in the sand. Imam Shafi Rahmatullah, he said to him, he said, Ya Ustad, Ya Shaykh, Ya Sayyidi, I was not playing, I was memorizing your dars. Imam Malik laughed, Rahmatullah. You know, it's like in, in Urdu we say, Hamkoi goli dega. He said, you, you want to fool me. So he said to him, no, no, he said, I was memorizing your dance. Imam Malik said, okay, so, so recite. What did you memorize? And for the next two hours, Imam Shafi recited back Imam Malik's dance to him word for word. 
Allah had given him that capacity of of absolutely fabulous memorization. Instantly, he would memorize. Uh, he used to he used to say that I have to cover one page of the book be- before I read it because otherwise, you know, the, the other page imprints on my mind. And Imam Ali Rahmatullahi was so happy, he hugged him and he took him into his service. Imam Ali himself, his mother, his ustad was um, uh, 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 an alim called Rabiatul Rai, Rahmatullahi. Now, Imam Malik's mother, see the see the way the approach to knowledge itself was. There used to be a system where in the Majid Nawi Sharif, after Salat al-Fajr, there would be a school. And it would go on until Zohar and after Zohar to Asar and so on. So Imam Malik, his mother, when he was going for Salat al-Fajr, she would, he would have ghusl and then she would dress him up and she would tie his turban and then she would say to him, take from the adab of Arabiya to Rai before you take from his knowledge. Yeah, this was the advice of Imam Malik's mother to Imam Malik. He said, take from the adab of Rabiya Turai before you take from his knowledge. Now, Imam Malik's routine when teaching hadith uh, was that he would, before he came to the class, he would make ghusl, then he would pray to rakat and ask Allah's help, and then he would come. So one day he was teaching, and people saw his face became completely white. All the blood drained from his face. It looked like he was in severe pain. But he didn't stop speaking. He continued to give the dars until the dars finished. And, you know, maybe an hour or more. And then he collapsed. So they ran to him. They, they sprinkled some water on his face and so on. They tried to revive him. And then they lifted up his shirt to see what was there. They saw blood. And they found that there was a scorpion which had gone back, gone up his shirt on, from the back. And had stung him 30 times. Now imagine, that pain, the poison, and all of that affecting him, he didn't say a word. So they asked him, they said, Ya Sheikh, how is it? I mean, why didn't you tell us? He said, this is not the adab of the hadith of Rasulullah Wasallam. I was reciting and I was teaching the hadith of Rasulullah Nothing can come in the way of that. My brothers and sisters, Really, Maulana Ashraf Ali Thanvi, one of our great scholars in, in India, Maulana Ashraf Ali Thanvi, he had a condition uh, that potential students uh, had to write him 30, uh, 40 letters uh, to say why they wanted to be his student. Right? Uh, that was his condition, precondition that... Uh, potential students had to write him 40 letters explaining why they wanted to learn from him. And if that was acceptable to him, then he would admit them. Otherwise, they were not allowed. The whole point is to get serious with our religion. We are not there for fun. It is not It's not a game. It is the most important thing that you will do. This whole majlis is ibadah because it's a majlis of the zikr of Allah. Every second in this majlis, you are getting rewarded. We keep this majlis short. We keep it to 10 to 12 minutes, 15 minutes, not more. But believe me, on the day of judgment, you will complain. And you will tell me, why did you not increase the time? Yeah, Today, you don't want me to increase the time. But on that day, you will complain. Because then you will see the value of that reward. And if, it were, if, it had, if the majlis had gone on for one minute more, that one minute of reward could spell the difference between Jannat and Jahannam. Now, in that situation, 
if people are disrespectful if people are chit chatting if people are watching their looking at their phones and his phones are a lanat right keep them in your car keep them at home don't bring them to the masjid now if you bring them to the masjid turn them up put them in your pocket and forget about them until you leave the masjid seriously if you are in a hurry please go home but if you sit in the dars sit with the adab that is due to the kitab of allah and to the teachings of his of his habib muhammad muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that is the way to sit in a position of respect respectfully paying attention with the intention of listening of understanding and of practicing in our lives right that is very very important so please let us be very clear about this let us not make this mistake of behaving disrespectfully in the class in whatever way it is we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to be pleased with us and to open our hearts to the knowledge of his deen and to fill our lives with the noor and the baraka of the knowledge of his deen so that we can learn and we can practice and we ask allah to make this the means of our najah inshallah before we end i want you to request all of you to make dua for the father of my dear friend sayyid sayyid ayaz husain and his father's name was sayyid ajaz husain who passed away in hyderabad um subhanallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who allah loves allah gives the best way of meeting him his son tells me that he used to after fajr he used to recite surah al-baqarah and when he finished he would have breakfast and that was his daily routine and alhamdulillah on that day he was doing the same and uh, he started feeling a pain in the head and he recited the last three ayat of surah al-baqarah and uh, he you know blew on his uh, hand and passed it over his face and then he uh, rested and went into a coma and he had a brain hemorrhage and he passed away at the end of reciting the last ayat of surah al-baqarah inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun please make dua that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should forgive him and fill his cover with noor and bless him with jannatul firdaus ala bi ghairi hisab and give sabr to his family And subhanallah for myself I make the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should give me an ending in the same way. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahim.